Welcome to the CoLab, the only podcast for business owners who are committed to growth through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Get ready to put your heads together to boost your business to the next level with your hosts, the ultimate team players, Megan Marsh and Andre Munar. All right, collaborators, welcome back to another episode here. Hello, hello, hello. We wanted to take some time today and actually tell you about how we magically just woke up one day and we were just successful business owners. Yeah, because that's what happens when you decide to start a business is it just It just happens, right? Yeah. But you know what? That quote, have you ever seen that one where it says, stick with it because overnight things can change dramatically? Yes. That does happen. That does happen. After years. It does happen. It's like people looking for the blue pill, you know? They're looking that for that one magical thing that'll just transform everything, but they don't see everything that goes on behind the scenes, mm. which is really what we wanted to talk today about is our journey, how we got here, what avenues you can take after you get to your journey, um, some of the things that can help you get to your journey and some of the mistakes that we've made. And so we really want to just start talking about that so you can follow us on our full journey because we're not really even sure what this journey is. <laughs> right. And for any of you that have, you're going to go through the same things if you're starting, like, let's say for any of you listening, you don't have a business yet, but you're just starting one or you want to start one, right? There's going to be a number of you in that camp, right? Yep. And if we can share things that will help you create a business that and do the things we forgot to do because- I find that a lot of us get to certain points, no matter what it is that we have, like whatever whatever business it is. And I wrote down a quick little quote that like literally stuck with me, like I wanted to share it. Um, and it's from the book by Michael Gerber, The E-Myth Revisited, I think is what it is now. And, you know, he said something in it. I don't even know where the heck I put it, but that we create businesses instead of jobs to create jobs for other people because so many people start a business and all they've done, they, they try to go get away from their nine to five or a boss, but they literally are still chained down by the business they create. And we totally get- We get that. We get that. Yeah. And so it, it's part of our story of why we started this podcast. And we're in this space right now that we is very unfamiliar to us doing this. And we just wanted to share that for anyone listening, because you're going to feel that way when you start a new business. If you start a podcast, you're going to have these insecurities. Like we've been recording these podcasts now for almost nine months, I think. Oh, Maybe yeah. a year. Uh, over I, a year. Yeah. Because I went we, to Puerto Rico over a year ago. And before that, we were doing it. Right. And we're still struggling to figure some things out. And we we didn't want you to just think that this has come very easily for us. And, um, you know, we've we shared some of the things in our business, but both of us got to these points at different points um, where we just got tired of kind of trading time for money. Like we're a service business, which that's what you do. But we've been doing it for such a long time, even though we've only owned our business together for five years. Mm -hmm. And we just started feeling like we work so hard for every client, every transaction, every dollar we earn. But once that is over, once we're done working with a client, yes, we still stay in touch with them, but we have to go back out, start all over again. And it just gets very, very tiring. Yeah. I think we both got to that point where 
we made the move. Um, <laughs> we don't talk about the name of the move that we went to for almost a year, but... But we thought that this was maybe, that was maybe our out, you know, to do something different or maybe a little bit more fulfillment because we were looking to get out of that, you know, just constant rotation of trading time for money and then going and back out. And trying to run the doing, business. Like, yeah. you're, you're like, you're getting business that you need for your business to survive and then you're starting to manage the business and do, like, you're doing all these things. Like, yeah. you're working more than when you worked at a job before. Now it, it's a job, 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 job. Right we're really things did start changing for us in our like in our business that we have it's called Keystone Alliance Mortgage and we love the business we mm -hmm. love mortgages we love helping people but really we've started getting it to a really great point because we've done the right things and so this episode is going to be walking you through the seven steps that we feel anyone who is starting a business needs to take yeah. To get to the point where they can then say, all right, like, wow, okay, my business doesn't depend on me as much. I've got people who are new and fresher in the business who are kind of running it. I've got system, you know, all these things we're going to go through on the seven steps because a lot of our episodes cover them. We wanted to just explain it to you and we wanted to just share with you how we did get to this burnout point. So maybe you're not starting a new business. Let's say you have a small business you've had for years and you're like, I need to do something different yeah. because my kids are getting older. I'm still working till eight or nine at night. I'm not seeing them. It's not fair. It's not why I started this business. And there's got to be some things I can do differently. Yeah. And that was kind of like why we said, let's walk them through this. But we wanted to also explain to you because we 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 did these steps and now our journey is a little different from any of you starting a business or trying to transform your business to give you freedom and time. And although our journey may be a little different, we are going to use the same steps in building this journey that we're not even really sure what this collab journey is. <laughs> right. What products, <laughs> what services, how it works, how like we and I think most of us who have had businesses that I don't I don't know if you're a chiropractor <laughs> or if you're a service business, you sell real estate, like there are other ways you can make money doing just what you do. Mm -hmm. But in order to even test anything out, a podcast, a YouTube channel, like a course, in order to do that, you have to get your current business in a good place. Yeah. And these seven steps worked for us in the past. And so we've started using them in our, in, in the collab and in this new business. And if you're starting, if you need to change your business, that's why we want to walk you through these seven steps because most of our episodes come back to one of these seven areas. Um, and so we're going to walk you through these seven steps, but we also just want to invite you on this journey. So maybe you're starting, maybe you're trying to transform, or maybe you're, you want to learn like what we're doing right now on the podcast, but these seven steps have just been critical and we just wanted to really dig into them to help you understand. You can also download this. If you want to follow along, you can pause the, the podcast real quick. You can go over to our website, which is thecolablife.com. And it's right on the main homepage where you can download the Colab Crush Roadmap, Seven Steps to Small Business Transformation. As Megan was saying, these are the steps that we used in the mortgage business for sure. And now we're going to, or we've started to already use them in the Colab um, because they have been proven and tried methods. So the first step, uh, which I feel like you should really do um, at the beginning, and we kind of call it part of your 
um, your your team when you're first onboarding is getting a coach, right? Some type of mastermind, even just being around like-minded people like the collab, right? So that's why we started the collab is so we could be around like-minded people. Um, It's where Megan and I met six, seven years ago is being around um, those people who will give you more knowledge and more information and help you how to grow. Um, They will give you resources and tools that maybe you didn't even think of because when you're stuck in your own business and you're just stuck in working in that nine to five, um, you know, it's really where I kind of got the idea to hire an assistant. I would have never thought to hire an assistant, right? Or how. So, or how. Yeah. Or even how. Um, so I feel like it, we call it go back to school, right? Because it's go back to school, whether it's, you know, with uh, another person in your business or a coach or a mentor. There's so many Facebook groups out there, too, that you can just join yes. in regards to I have this this friend who wants to start this um, this business in regards to fridges and I forget what you call it, service mechanic people. Mm-hmm. And so I looked on Facebook and there is group with there are groups with like millions of people. No, I I was shocked. I was like pe- people, you know, for for literally anything you can find groups. But that's definitely um, I feel like that would propel my business a lot quicker if I would have collaborated with somebody. Um, and especially in your own business, sometimes you feel like it's competition. And so you don't want to collaborate with people right. locally or even nationally. Um, but once I got that open mindset, it it totally changed the game for me. And and that and so Andre just went through step one, that back to school is surrounding yourself and then getting like teachers, right? Like we're using that analogy of a team, a school. Um, the second step is to choose your team. And, um, and that really is about the hiring and building a team. It's about having the right people for where you are at, you know, that's vital to, to ha- helping your business grow. And most of us we've talked about in the past in our previous episodes which is, I think, the fear. One of our episodes is the fear of hiring. I'm, I, gosh, I should go look so you guys can go back. It's a great process about bringing someone onto your team. Uh, you know, it makes a huge difference. The only way that you can bring people on your team and then have them work together well. Another episode is our Busy Bee Blueprint and the Mousetrap. Those are the systems that we use. But you got to choose the right people. We just did a a second, third or fourth interview with someone that we are just, we really want to have on our team here at the mortgage company because we know this is the type of person now that will change our business. And it's kind of one of the last pieces that we're still stuck in, that we still, you know, have days we can't come and help people like we want to at the collab until we fill that, that void. And we know it won't just hurt us financially. It will help us when you find the right people. So the second step is choosing your team and that is going to propel you not take away income. Team building. Love that topic. Uh, the the third step that we kind of outlined is practice makes perfect. And it has to do with team building and building that culture. Um, you know, you as a leader, making sure you define what your work culture looks like, what your vision looks like, your mission, your values, and making sure that you have that clearly outlined and people understand that when they're coming in. People want to join something that they're going to be a part of, right? If Especially if it excites them um, and it fits their vision and what they're looking for. That's really important. One of the things that we constantly talk about is the tools, you know, making sure that they have the right tools to do their job. Yeah. 
training manuals because a lot of people want to know like where can I go to get this information how can I do my job um and so that's a big one having an open and collaborative culture which we're huge on I think that people want to again they want to be a part of they want to be heard and so making sure that that's that open communication is there uh, Megan touched a little bit based on hiring the right people that will add value to your business and there's, as Megan said, there's um, there's a roadmap that we have definitely laid out, which you can go back to our episodes on how to hire that right person. There's a certain set of um, a certain set of steps that you need to take because these days there's so many people who are just job hunting and who will just hit send resume. You know, you don't want to hire somebody like that. You want to hire somebody who's willing to do the work in your hiring process, and of course, making sure that. Um, that you outline their job with our busy blueprint, you know, exactly what is their job? You know, what are they supposed to do on a daily basis? And um, that way it gives them accountability. It gives your team accountability. And that way there's not a, well, that was his job, her job, or that I wasn't sure I was supposed to do that. Making sure that you have those clear cut expectations with your team. Um, and again, I'm just huge on culture and I think that people want to play into your culture if they see that that aligns with their visions and their goals. Um, so, you and know. I, you know, what I was going to say too, is I, I'm reading this book right now for, it's a book for, for parents of toddlers because <laughs> I am struggling with my fourth child. I was going to say with your fourth toddler. <laughs> Cause I know that there's things she needs and being a mom who's already had three kids, you start kind of fizzling out again, just like sure. in business. And it, it, so it talks about in the book, how children are like the, the whole children were born to test you. Like literally they're born to see how far that they can go. Right. Yeah. And it's the same way in a business, which the third step that you've been talking about is practice makes perfect and culture and vision. Like people need to know like where your boundaries are, what is okay and not okay. Like, hey, we're okay with this. But if you cross this line, we're going to have to ask you to leave this organization because it's not what we stand for. And it's a hard thing to get across, yeah. but it's taken us a long time. Like we knew what our cultural values were yeah. and would get upset. We've really made sure this past year we've explained them. Yeah. We've, you know, we've told our LOs like you need to respect and here's how you respect our operations team. We've done exercises, right? But it's, and that's where that third step, that practice makes perfect. It made me think of the book because, you know, I, I needed to remember that with my children and spend that one-on-one -on -one time with them. You know, we just got through a couple of weeks ago doing one-on-ones with every single person on our team. Cause that's important for them to have that one-on-one -on -one time. It mm -hmm. fills them up. Yep. And so, you know, that, and, and we even, I will, I'm going to tell you something we forgot. We went through our whole team with our one-on-ones and we have three, vir four virtual assistants and we forgot to schedule those. We knew we, we were going to do it, but it was almost like a back and, and shame on us because they are part of our team. Yeah. They are part of our team. They're just as important because they're not sitting here with us. So, you know, that's another area we're trying to get better with is remembering they need pulled in all the time. Yeah. Everybody's human and they want to be felt a part of regardless of where they're at location wise. Yeah. And, um, and so that leads us to the, to the fourth step, which is know your role and knowing your role. I've had to remind myself of this, especially here with the collab where 
I don't even know what my role is. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like Andre said. Still figuring it out. Yeah. Like, you know, we know a lot about business. We've built a seven-figure service business that is doing so many things right. But knowing your role when you start a new business and even in your existing business, um, we can't do everything. And so we have to rely on other people for it to change. We have to empower people, delegate, automate. And I was just on with one of our virtual assistants who helps us in both businesses. And I thought I knew what we needed to do to change like for the collab, because we've been trying to figure out like, how can we help you? Who, you know, all of you who are listening, how can we help you more? When you've run a business that gets to seven figures, you know so much and you forget sometimes how scary it is just hiring your first person, hiring your virtual, the first virtual assistant, because sometimes they're not in this country. We forget back to those days. And so I got into this meeting with one of our virtual assistants and I was, you know, saying, hey, I think we should we need to do this like this. This is going to get us faster with the collab that, you know, at this point, we you know, we don't make any income from the collab. We've just been sharing value here on this podcast because that's, you know, what we have a heart to do. But as it pulls us away from our other business, I know, you know, we're going to have to find ways to to replace some of the revenue that, you know, we might not have then at, at our other businesses. And so I was telling her, here's what I think we should do. And, and you know, she's sitting there saying, OK, so you're going to change the whole thing. And I thought this is what it was. And and, you know, part of me wanted to be like, no, I know what I'm talking about. I'm a business owner. Nah, 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 nah. And <laughs> luckily, the Lord, I think, had me listen to a podcast later that repeated everything she said. And it's like, know your role. Know what you're good at. Hire the people who are better than you at those other things. Um, and it's OK if they handle those things. Like, yes, we need to do the podcast because, you know, you guys know who we are. You're learning more about us and our businesses. But I need to trust that she knows what she's doing, you know, with our SEO work, you know, that yeah. she knows what she's doing with the topics and trust her for that. Um, and that's such a hard thing. It is. And I think it's one of the big things you at the beginning were talking about. You know, if you're listening to this, you probably worked at a job and then you created a business and now you're at another job because you're probably working eight to eight, nine to nine. But Delegation becomes a big key in that, whether even if you're just hiring a virtual assistant for 20 hours a week, or even if you're just hiring a part-time assistant, you know, delegating is going to be what's going to let you go from working that nine to nine to then nine to five to then maybe something else that you want to do. But delegation is definitely key. And it, I'd say it took me less than what most people would to delegate. Um, but there's a lot of people who have a very hard time. I mean, how many people do we know in the mortgage industry who just they are still just going at it, not letting anybody touch, you know, anything? And yeah, you can make a lot of money doing that, but you can mm -hmm. also get really burned out. Your marriage can fall apart. You yeah. or not have a relationship with your children. Like, why did you start a business? Why are you starting a business? Like, you need to think through those things first. Mm hmm before you create your business so that you create it the right way. Or if you find yourself in that situation, a little bit of how we did, you need to start figuring out how to reverse, reverse the roles and bring people in. Um, I, I always like to say um, sales and fulfillment cannot be the same person. And I always like to say Ronald McDonald doesn't cook his French fries, does he? When you go to McDonald's. Well, maybe he helps sometimes. <laughs> 
um, when he, you know, when you order your fries there, you don't, Ronald McDonald doesn't serve them to you, you know? Right. So you've got to have a team and delegate. Uh, the next thing that we put in place was create a game plan, right? Create is step five, right? Yes, step five. Five, so yes. Uh, create a game plan. One of the things that we definitely lacked at the beginning was some type of system, right? From the very beginning, because your oh, team... We majorly <laughs> lack that. So we're trying to do that right with the collab. So, um, you know, making sure that you have that system set up, making sure that everybody's doing everything the same exact way. And it really also creates accountability is what that does, because then you can go back and track where did somebody miss something in the steps or you can go back and you can say, hey, this is where step two was supposed to be done and you missed step two. So therefore, step three, four, five and six were kind of invalid because if you would have caught it at step two, um, you wouldn't be in this position. And it creates habits too. Like we just talked before yes. this on one of the things we've realized that we have not been good about, even though we've created systems in our business, when somebody learns something new or we start doing something that we never did before, I wish we had started from the beginning of our business telling them to type it out, do a, a, like a screen share video yeah. because now we have all these things we have to go back and catch up on. Yeah. That's that's definitely a good one is making videos or a manual of everything you do. Right. From the beginning. From, the from beginning. day one. From day one. And we were told that. And that's yeah. just one thing we did not do. You're right. We did get told that. That coach did tell us that. So I guess maybe we so could share what did we do this year differently, which was our, what's our folder called in Google Drive? The, the playbook? Yeah. The key, it's the Keystone playbook is where we're, we're really trying to build up those systems for our team to go and rely on information in one place, very simply one place. Yeah. And it's working. I mean, sometimes you'll find people won't look there, but you can you can train your team like, where did you look first? Yep. And you ask those questions. But yeah, I mean, systems has been a big thing. And also systems can increase your customer satisfaction, right? Because so one of our systems is making sure that our customers get, you know, specific emails or our realtors get specific emails with specific milestones. And that way that keeps people up to date. They know where they're at in the process. Um, you know, and so, you know, just those systems is is a huge part of of your business. Yeah. I mean, I, and they say that systems is what, that, that's what creates a business. Yeah. So if you know you don't have systems in your business, I think one step that you could do, just a very simple step that we were told by our coach and we, for some reason, didn't listen to that one thing is, okay, you're hiring your first person. When they come in, pick the first three things you want them to start learning how to do and ask them to document everything that, that they're doing like literally if it's creating a the a voice message like i'm just trying to help give you an example if you want them to create your company's voicemail system and create the welcome message okay where do they have to log in what's the account name and login have them type this up mm -hmm. as they go through and do it every single step because if they leave if that person decides to leave you and a new person comes in, you're starting from ground one again. You're, I mean, yep. ground zero. Yep, absolutely. It, it can even, like you said, it can even be as simple as, well, how do you answer the phone? 
you know, because then if not, then you're teaching that next person that comes in time and that. time and time again, instead of saying, hey, here you go. Here's how you do that. And let them learn themselves. Um, systems is a big part. And we slacked there a little bit, but we're catching up now. Yes, we are. And we're making sure that we're doing it for the collab so that all of you can can learn, you know, what we're doing, how we're doing it. And, and use that. Um, the sixth step is um, play. I, I like to call it play ball and keep score. Oh, this is one of my favorites. And it's all about knowing your numbers. Uh, and, you know, knowing your numbers can transform and change your business in so many ways. Um, your numbers shouldn't just be on a spreadsheet. You know, when we had our, when we have our leadership group that meets for Keystone, our mortgage company, for the first number of years, I swear it would take us three months just to get our financials done, which is probably normal. Don't feel bad if that's you. So we fi we finally made the decision to make, to get some help with somebody who helped with the bookkeeping, making sure it was current and that by the 10th of any month, the previous month's income statement and balance sheet were done ready so our leadership team could meet review the numbers if any of them looked off and I'll tell you what it doesn't you know it doesn't matter how much you bring in in revenue if you don't have your expenses under control and you don't figure some of this stuff out you will never make good money um i remember when we first started going over it we would go through remember we were using two different um vendors for we we pull credit reports in our business and we figured out that one of the vendors that we were using we it was costing us almost twice as much i mean we're talking this expense is about fifty thousand dollars a year mm -hmm. so doing that that one exercise has helped us really figure some stuff out that has helped us get m more lean and mean yep. And as somebody who was anti-numbers, I was just, you know, I was just like, well, I'm closing 20 loans a month. Like, that's fine. There's money going into the account, you know, and really over the past year, focusing on the numbers, looking at them and even going over them with the team, right? So they can see how important it is, has really helped because over the past few months, they've been, you know, locking for more or they've been understanding how that can impact them or how that impacts the the team members and how it impacts the company. One of the things that I love about us is just we're, we're pretty transparent with those things. We have nothing to hide. Um, you know, we're not like making trillions and we want people to see that it costs costs money to run a business. It's a, a lot something that a lot of people don't see is, you know, what it costs to run a business. And speaking of numbers, I have that one friend I was telling you about who doesn't doesn't know his numbers. Remember, I was telling you doesn't know how much how many bips it costs to get a loan out the door. And he, that's pretty common. I, lot, think. I know. And I'm just surprised because he does a decent amount of business. So I'm like, you're just, I mean, and that used to be me. That it, used to be me. I think right? it's most people, but what, what can you do? Money. What can they do? I guess for anyone listening, what can you do to start? Because I don't think, I don't think being a numbers person is, is the norm. You're right. Right. Yeah. And it's something it that, me you struggle with. So how can you start getting a grip on them? Uh, I think what we did actually this year was we, we had to find a new, uh, 
person to do our books, for mm-hmm. example. And we said to them, we need the books done by the 10th. Yep. We need those reports. And will you come into our, our leadership meetings for the next three to four months until we understand what we're looking at and yep. help us identify things? And that was like, you, you have to get that help to start understanding things. So that's a step you can take. Uh, and if, you know, if you want suggestions, there are some great different financial service providers out there. We actually are, there's going to be an up and coming episode with about knowing your numbers yeah, and awesome. there's just, I mean, there's some wonderful people. So knowing that. And then the second thing for us was on know your numbers is that once we started bringing other salespeople in, like Andre shared, we thought, let's say whatever product you sell, your average sale is a thousand dollars on a sale. And so, you know, in our type of business, if, you know, let's say a say, uh, we had a bigger loan amount. So we were bringing in $1,500. Like we're like, great. Even though that sale should have been, you know, let's say $2,000, like sales have different price values. You know, as a service provider, this is a very hard thing because you're not looking at a tangible widget. You're not looking at a TV you're selling, knowing your margins, but there is a way to figure out, okay, this is how much business we do. This is our expenses. It it costs us, like we make on average $1,000. It costs us $600 to provide that service. So afterwards, we've got let's say three, $400 left, service providers have a very hard time figuring this out. And even me as a numbers person didn't fully get it until once again, collaborating with other people where this is their specialty, we figured it out mm-hmm. and we figured out how much it cost us to get a mortgage, a loan out our door. We had to go back to our salespeople and say, hey, this is the cost and we're not, not everyone is, is bringing in what they need over, you know, over the next quarter, we need everybody to really like your pay will depend on how, what you bring in because this is what it costs. And that's not always a fun conversation. We more put it in their hands because they could also earn some more, but we had to make sure everybody understood how important this was. And it's important to all of you to understand as you build a team, the expenses and all of that stuff, it will change your business. Um, and so then the last thing that is in our play ball, keep score, step six is, you know, in the other episodes, we'll really dig into this, understand what your KPIs are, which is your, is your key performance indicators. Understand when you offer incentives. Our seven steps say reward what you want to see. So whenever, you know, let's say our ops manager said, hey, I need you to update the bonuses for the team. Most people think it's like, oh, here, that's what the bonus is going to be. It doesn't work like that. I need to look at our profit and loss and see, are are we profitable here? Are we profitable? Because if I'm going to change something, increase it, I need this to happen because it's all a domino effect. Um, And then the last piece on knowing your numbers is getting to know Uncle Sam and making sure you are setting aside, you know, taxes that you need to pay. I think a lot of people who are self-employed get themselves tangled up in not paying their taxes correctly because we're not setting aside what we need. So that's been a big piece for us is we have a separate tax account. Every month, whatever our profit is, we take 25 to 30% and put it right in that account. And hopefully at the end of the year, we don't need to use it all, but we're just trying to really create this strong foundation 
in our business so that we can do the things we want to do and spend the time on what we want. Make sure you get yourself a good accountant too. Yes. And the seventh part of our journey was is accountability that for both of us and the people on your team really need that accountability. Um, we talk about communication and making sure that it's effective communication and what that looks like both ways. You know, we really always tell our teammates that we want the feedback, what's working, what's not working, how can we help them, what's broken in the process. And when you become vocal and they become vocal, it really makes it a win-win for everybody. Um, creating that open environment for your team. Um, and we already touched base on it, but, you know, those standards of what of what you expect, right? And what's okay and what's not okay, because as people or as humans, they will try to push your your limits and your standards and your boundaries, and they will push it if if you let them, you know? We've, we've had some people who have, who have done that, um, and then we've had to backtrack and we've had to say, okay, this is what we stand for. This is who we are. Um, you know, we, we've had that issue kind of with our time off. We've been lackadaisical on that. We had to step back and we had to put a firm place in plan because we are growing a business and it's not fair, you know, for one person to do this and another person to do that. Um, yeah, because I think I did this exercise once with the whole accountability thing. You know, let's say you have somebody who shows up every day on time, every day on time. And then you have one employee who is showing up late every day for 15 minutes. Right. Mm -hmm. If you it, this is a great exercise, take your calculator and take 15 minutes times. Five times, I think I even did 45 or 50 weeks, right? Like if somebody's late 15 minutes every day, the whole year. Go calculate yeah. how many days it adds up to be. It's like two weeks of work. Yeah. Is that fair to your other team members who aren't late, right? And so that accountability with your standards and then also the accountability with our, our people executing on the things we ask them to execute on. The expectations, you know, setting those expectations of what you want when you need it done by the other thing is that people aren't mind readers. So you as a business owner have to really take charge of what those expectations and those standards are. And you can't really be mad at your team if you haven't set those expectations or those standards up front. Hey, I need this done by the end of the week. Hey, I need this yes. done this way. Hey, I need this put up on this site. Um, so setting those expectations and don't be scared to set expectations. Uh, one of the examples we like to use, and I think our coach really uses it is, does a child like boundaries or no boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. And a child likes boundaries because they know then what they can work with. And so and as, they feel safe. That's what I read in that same book is they feel safe when they know someone cares enough about them to give them that. Yeah. And that's so true because then they're, then they're not unsure if they're stepping outside of the boundary or should I have done it this way? Or should I have done it that way? Or how did they want this done? Instead, you're creating that expectation. You're creating that standard of this is how I want it done. This is when I want it done by. This is who you need to talk to. Um, and it really helps your business thrive a lot. Yeah. And I mean, so that's just a high level overview of the, the collab crush roadmap, which is our seven steps that we have felt had the biggest impact on our business growing tremendously overnight once we started doing these things. So if you can start 
just one, just go download, go download the Colab Crush It Roadmap and just pick one thing from each of the seven steps to start with if you're starting or if you have that existing business, start picking one thing to go to your team and say, listen, we need to start doing this because we haven't done it yet. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, if you start doing that, you will start going from having a job to a business. You will start going to where your business, you know, doesn't need you as much. And, and the true test of is your business there is if you were to step away for two months, two months, would your business maintain the revenue and amount of sales that it has with you working in it? If the answer is no, you need this. You need to start doing these things and you need to start working and learning from other business owners who can help you because you won't be able to just implement all these. You're going to need help. You're going to need suggestions. You're going to need to know how to respond, all those things. And we have to remind ourselves, but we wanted to share with you, like that was what the foundation of the collab was about, was all these things that we finally figured out how to do right. We're using them again here on this journey with the collab, which we really don't know much about. We don't know much about you know, talking to all of you out there who have businesses that we can't see and touch, you know, this online business, but there's, you know, we just wanted that freedom. We wanted to be able to help people in different ways. And so we wanted to just kind of bring it back and share with you what we talk about, what the podcasts are about, because it all comes down to if it's freedom, if it's creating a new business, if it's creating another revenue stream, if it's starting a podcast, doing a video, you got to do these seven things in your business to give you the ability and the freedom to do anything else you want. And all these steps are rinse and repeat, we feel, for just about any business. Like we said, we're started with the mortgage company and now we're using them in the collab and I guess we'll find out if we're successful. So make sure you stay tuned and follow our journey. <laughs> yeah. And any suggestions would be great. So if any of you out there have started online businesses, you know, we'd love to hear, hey, this is what got me started on this. This is what helped me. You know, I think a great course would be this, right? Like we're trying to figure out what all of you need the most. So getting feedback is the most important thing. You know, please leave us a review. Like a review is what tells us what you need. A review is what tells us like, Hey, I love this episode. Let's do more of that episode. We have a lot of people we know that we could bring into the podcast that we can interview for all of you. If it's hiring, if it's getting more business, right? We haven't really dug yet into how to get more business. Uh, there's so many different ways. So we need your feedback. We need, you know, if this gave you value, please give us that same feedback. I, I can't tell you we'd be honored to have a review from any of you listening who are trying to start your business or have a business. So thanks for tuning in today and um, we'll see you guys next week. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and um, we have an email address if you want to reach out that way. Hello at the collablife.com. And we will see you guys. And we also have our Tuesday lives. So on Facebook, I don't know if we've shared that, but every Tuesday at I think it's like 4.30. We have a Facebook Live that's going to give you just a recap of the podcast that's getting released. So thanks for joining us, collaborators. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.
Thank you so much for joining us today, collaborators. If you found value or got some piece of information out of this, make sure to find us at thecollablife.com. You can also join our Facebook group and our Facebook page at The Collab. On YouTube, you can find us at The Collab. On Instagram, you can find us at The Collab Life. We also do a Facebook Live every Tuesday at four o'clock where you can get some more valuable information in our group. We also release our brand new episodes every single Tuesday morning. And if you have any questions or there's anything that we can do for you, any value that you would like to add to our business, we'd love to hear from you. And you can email us at hello at thecollablife.com.